We've got a guest speaker, someone who hasn't spoken before to us. Um, and I'm really, like, I'm really excited to see this. What, what, it's AJ, by the way, and I'm really excited to see what he's got. So AJ, do you want to come up here? Because I've spent a, a few days with him on this and, um, and catching his heart and seeing what, what God's done in, in his heart over this. And, and so we're just really praying that the heart of God will just, will just burst out through what AJ's got to say. And so lots of smiles. I mean, I, it wasn't so long when I got up here and I was, I was terrified, still am. Um, so just lots of smiles and encouragement for him. And just also that you guys would be open to what God has to say. You know, that God, God, God will use anyone if we allow him to. Um, so we just want to pray for us. We're just going to pray for AJ. Um, Lord Jesus Christ, we just are so grateful that you have chosen us. When we were still sinners, when we were still far from you, you reached out and you snatched us from the jaws of hell and you brought us into your wonderful, glorious kingdom. And so we just pray this for AJ right now, that the kingdom of God will flow out through what he has to say and that the glory of God may be revealed through AJ and his words and that we may be caught up into what you have done in this young man's life and that we may see the future with hope of how you have transformed him and you will continue to transform him. But most of all, Lord Jesus, we pray that the truth of the Holy Spirit may penetrate our hearts, ourselves today, that we may grasp it and we may say, Holy Spirit, let me not be the same as I walked in, but transform me that I may walk out and show the glory of you even greater into the community and other people's lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I've got to say, I'm just so excited to be up here. I don't really get nervous. It's just excitement, so I kind of want to jump around a lot of the time. Um, in case you're wondering, I do have an accent because I'm Australian, just like Ashley is, except I don't have the beard going. That's, I just can't do it, guys. I, I'm sorry. But I'm actually going to focus today on praise and worship. Like, why would we want to worship God? Because he's worthy of it all. Like, we've been singing those lines so long, and like, Psalms is one of my favorite books of the Bible, and I'm just going to open off with Psalms 149. This is one of the few I don't have up there, but it, it goes, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. May the praise of God be in their mouths and the double-edged sword in their hands. And actually just earlier today I heard someone mention double-edged sword in one of their prayers. And it was only then that I realized what that meant. Because in doing this research, I, I do notice that as much as I want to give this message to you, it still affects me just as much, maybe even more. And that's really what a double-edged sword is. Each of us holds a double-edged sword in our mouths, and everything we say is reflected back into us, which is absolutely spectacular. But getting into worship, we're all for, like, I'm sure most of us are familiar with like, a lot of these songs that we sing, and sometimes you'll even see me on keyboard, except I'm not today. And what, what I love about worship is that you can do it in many forms. It's not just singing, it's any instrument that you can or want to play. It's even 
dancing, as I just said. Like, it can be like full-on gospel going like this dancing, or it could just be like a little shuffle or something. It, it doesn't need to be too extravagant because what matters is what's in your heart. And I'm, I'm going to be honest, when I play keyboard, I don't do that much. A lot of it's in the setup that I've done years ago, so... All I do is I'll stand up behind a keyboard and then hold two notes. That's it. I would just hold two notes for most of the song. And then I might change a note. And then I might change back. And that's it. That's the whole song. Done. But sometimes what I feel when I worship is something that always goes on in my mind. It's not just a performance. This is worship for God. And that's when I'll start doing it with my heart. With all my heart, I will press down on those two notes. <laughs> and then I'll change those two notes, and because I'm too focused on worship and not actually reading the music, I hit the wrong notes because my eyes are closed. So you'll hear me actually hit more notes than I should. <laughs> but one of the greatest things is that it doesn't take much to play an instrument or to sing a song. And if you do it with your heart, it, you see people clapping all the time, that is an instrument. Making sound, that's an instrument. It's also a form of movement. It's an instrument and dancing all in one. It's why so many people do it. And the other thing you see, people stretching their arms out to God, that's just because the amount of joy they feel inside themselves is so much that they have to push it out to God. They have to actually push out so much because they can barely contain it themselves. And one of the things that I kind of find fun is, like some of us, we'd be familiar with the saying, jumping for joy. Now, I don't tend to see too many people jumping for joy, but what I do see is in worship, people jumping for joy. I've been in a lot of youth groups and youth bands, and I see people jumping all the time. At Fusion earlier in the year, you might have seen me jump a whole lot and get very sweaty and stinky and then stay away from me for the rest of the evening. But I loved how like, it doesn't take all that much in terms of what you're physically able to do because it's what your heart believes. When you're singing, it's, it doesn't have to be yelling out half the time. It's just a little whisper or whimper that might come out of your mouth. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. That's how strong it can be when you really believe in it. And back in 2 Corinthians, in chapter 5, verse 13, you'll, you'll notice, like, I've got most of the NIV versions of the Bible here, but one of the things that you'll notice, too, is I don't tend to read the NIV all the time. So this is one of the few times I go to the King James Version just because I feel the words can be more powerful sometimes and it's great to compare versions. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, "'For he is good, his mercy endures forever.'" that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. And like I feel that so often when I'm in worship, the presence of God coming down. It's just spectacular when it does happen. And I love it when it happens too, because 
it means that we can truly connect with God. Now, in the Bible, most of the time you don't typically see songs in song format. When I read through Psalms, it's all songs. Every verse of Psalms is a song. But when I look at it, it doesn't rhyme, it doesn't have rhythm half the time. It's like I read it, and what I read when I read Psalms, they're not songs I'm reading, it's prayers. They're very much like the prayers that we say today. And that's just one of the few things that I love about Psalms in general. In Psalms 148, chapter 1, verse 6, I'm like trying to duck between multiple things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at His command they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. I just love how you can open up Psalms and use it as a prayer book because so much of it is, has so much rich content in it that you can open up Psalms and like reading one line is just as powerful as if someone read four, four chapters of Psalms. There's so much power in such little words in the Bible that it's just amazing. Now, with praise and worship, I would like to define what I think, because they are two different things that go hand in hand. And how I've defined praise and worship, praise is very much when we will lift up something or someone else. And I think the best example that most of us are familiar with is if we have a pet dog, like you they do something good, you give them a good belly rub, and you go, oh, good boy, good boy. Like, that, that's a form of praise. It's lifting something up above where it actually is half the time. On the other hand, we have worship. And this one took me ages to actually define in a shorter sentence, because, oh boy, it's, it's a big topic. But it's, as best as I can define part of worship, there's always more. It's the act of dedicating ourselves to what we believe in. So when I think worship, I think faith as well, because it's what we believe in and putting that towards what we believe in. That's what's so important. And the best thing about praise and worship is that it isn't just in songs that we do it anymore. We, we can do it in the church offering that just went round. In Back in Ezra, and we've been looking at Nehemiah and Ezra a bit lately, in Ezra they're building the temple of God in Jerusalem again. They're rebuilding Jerusalem as the exiles all go back there. And one, they start off building the foundation, and it goes in chapter 3, verse 10. Cool, I'm going in the right order. That's good. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals, to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Who based, so David wrote a lot of psalms, and he's basically been foretelling what will happen with the kingdom of Jerusalem and the temple of God way back before this even happened. So 
it's all led up to one of these moments. And what the first thing they do once a foundation is laid is praise God. And then they, as more exiles come in, and Ezra actually joins in the fray, that's when they also start to bring in other offerings. In Ezra, that one, I might go back to that Matthew one. But in Ezra chapter 8 there, everything was accounted for by number and weight, and the entire weight was recorded at the time. This was all the gold and all these other things they brought in. Then the exiles who had returned from captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel. Twelve bulls for all Israel, ninety-six rams, seventy-seven male lambs, and as a sin offering, twelve male goats. All this was a burnt offering for the Lord. Now, every time I see a burnt offering like this, a living offering in the Old Testament, it makes me just joyous in the fact that God has made the ultimate living sacrifice so that we don't have to make them anymore. The fact that Jesus was sent down as the ultimate living sacrifice for each and every one of us. But on the other hand, things do get a bit sketchy sometimes. And in, in Matthew, it does go on to say that, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart is also. And this is kind of where things get sketchy with worshipping idols. Because sometimes it's very easy to put your money or your treasures to something that isn't going to actually reflect back to you and, and actually worship God. And it's really easy to fall in that mindset. But what I love is that there is salvation in all of this, in Revelations. We were singing actually earlier, I've heard it quite a few times even, all the elders took their crowns off and bowed down to the Lamb of God. In Revelations 5, which is where this is from, Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders, In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. I just love the fact that Everything in the world will bow down and worship. Every knee will bow. Every living thing on the earth and under the earth and in every creature that's on the earth, under the earth and in the seas. Every single cell of our bodies wants to worship God. And that's another example which coincides. These are two of my favorite verses to match side by side. Back in Psalm 148, Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, children and old 
people. <laughs> Every single one of us in this room, it's calling us out. It's speaking to each person here. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his faithful servants of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. So not only is he praise, like is he saying that every living creature on the earth and under the earth and in the seas and every cell in those creatures is going to praise him. Snow and hail and mountains and trees, these aren't even living things and they're worshipping God. Now, that's just astounding to me, the fact that we have really complex human brains. These don't have any of that, yet they worship God. That's just so amazing to me. And the fact that it's built into our DNA when we come into this world, when God creates us in our own mother's wombs, he creates us so unique that we will worship all the days of our lives. There's this really nice little story that I'd like to share, and I'm sure many of us, I'd like you to imagine yourselves in this position. If you... If we all imagine that we're in a schoolyard, like probably lower end to primary school, we're in a schoolyard and like we're, we're like pretty silent kid, we're shy, we don't really mingle around, but we go through school, it's, it's all fine. And then there's this bully or something, he's, he's a few years older, he's like up there and way bigger, you, you, you don't want to fight him, in fact, he will destroy you, like do not, do not go near him. And how I imagine God is that he's a father figure to us. He's our father in heaven. And I imagine ourselves running behind him, like just grabbing onto his leg like this and looking out, going like, I, I just want to be with you. Everything will be safe. And many of us, I'm sure we've done this, like we'll close our eyes and go, okay, the world's not here anymore. I'm safe, I can't see anything, that means they can't see me. <laughs> but the holding on to our father's leg, God's leg, that's just how I imagine it. He's more of a father than any human I've been with in my whole life, even more than my own father. And if he hears me saying this, I'm sure he has a few words to say about that. <laughs> But he's just there for us, in the thick and the thin of it. He's always there for us, which I just love. And I actually have a fun little task for all of you. Now, on, on our hands, I'd like you to look very carefully at your hands right now. Either one, it doesn't matter. And if you look at the fingertips, you'll notice these very tiny lines. They stretch out across your whole hand. You might be able to see it. Or you might be so cold that your eyes are just like, nope, I'm not doing this. But each of those tiny lines you can see on your hands, that's unique to every one of us. Every single human being on this planet, in all of history that's gone and that is to come, those lines on our hands are unique to every one of us. Our God, our Father, handcrafted each and every one of us, each cell in our DNA, Every part of us 
is created by him. And when things that aren't even living, rocks aren't even living, that are worshipping him, why shouldn't we? That's all I want to do when I think about it. All I want to do is worship God. You know, a fun fact also, our bodies are worshipping God every second of our lives, and we might not even know it. You see many times in the Bible it talks about our heart, our soul, and our mind. That's because our bodies are already worshipping God. We just need to realise it. Each second and nanosecond of time that goes by, billions of our cells are dying, but getting reborn. They are literally giving up their embodiment to worship God. They're giving all that they have to worship God. And when I see that, it makes me think, why aren't I worshiping God? Everything in creation's worshiping God. Every part of my body is worshiping God. Why aren't I worshiping God? I should focus on this because God is almighty. He is above all other things. Isaiah chapter 6, I'll be looking a bit in Isaiah now. Chapter 6 is one of the best chapters in the whole of the Bible, and I highly recommend you read it. It's so powerful, and it's of Isaiah having a full-on vision of God in his kingdom, on his throne in heaven. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full with his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Even the highest ranking of the angels in the presence of God can't do anything but worship him. That's all they can say, holy, holy, holy. And everything around them will change because we worship God. And I just love how the world will change just because we worship God. At times it will be tough, but in the end every knee shall bow. We will all be in this together and we will all be worshipping God for He is almighty. He's created each cell in our body, handcrafted every line that is across our bodies. It's just awesome. And I reserve that word for God now because to stand in awe, I can't think of anything apart from God that I would do that for. He's just awesome. And in Isaiah thirty-eight twenty, here's another great reason to worship. The Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we sing my songs to the stringed instruments all the days out of our lives to the house of the Lord. He was ready to save me. He was ready to save each and every one of you. He's been ready to save Ashley every day that Ashley has been living since he was born. He's there for each and every one of us, no matter what's going on. And he's always by our sides. And... All, all I really want to leave today with saying, and if I could actually get some nice chill music going on in the background, that'd be cool. All I'd want to be able to leave today with is that we should go out there and worship God 
with every fibre of our being, with all we are. In Isaiah 40, you who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Do not be afraid. He's always there for us. And we will all be in this together. Thy watchman shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Our God's just awesome. And there's nothing more I want to do than worship. It's why I was created. It's it's why all of you were created. It's so we can worship God and spread this worship out. Because he's just awesome. And I think before we get back into some of these worship songs, I think we should just focus on a few prayers. Praise the Lord. How good is it to sing to him, our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. I will exalt you. I will exalt you, my God, my King, my Father in heaven. I'll praise your name forever and ever. Each day that I have left, I will give up my time to praising you, God. And I just pray that each and every one of us will always look to you in the thick and thin, in the dark times and the good times. We will praise you, Lord. We will worship you with all we have, Lord, because you created all we have. You've created every cell that is in us, Lord. Thank you so much. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And I think all we can do now is praise Him. So I think we will finish off today with all we can do right now, just praise and worship. So I'll leave it to the worship team for now because we have some awesome songs coming up. I'm like super excited for this stuff going on. So I'll hand it over to them.